Christmas, and welcome back to Weekly Impact. Um, it's always good to have you guys listening. Today is Tuesday, December 19th, and I am joined by Jacob Kingsley. Hey, how's it going? And Tiffany Wiss. Hi, everybody. Um, Jacob's typically on here every week. Tiffany's joined us a couple times. Um, she is our eKids director here at the church. So um, it's good to have you join us today. Yeah. Thank you. We're happy to have you in the conversation. Um, Today, we are going to be focusing on 1 Corinthians chapter 15, um, and we were discussing that before we started today. Um, Jacob, do you want to talk a little bit about what we're going to do with that? Yeah, for sure. So um, if you've already done the reading, or maybe you haven't, and you'll look at it later, and you're like, wow, chapter 15 is a big chapter. It has like 58 verses, <laughs> um, and it's talking about the end times, what can we expect as a Christian after death, when, when Christ comes back, all of that. And so in verses 50 to 58 is basically when Paul is, is summing it all up, condensing it and telling us the, the like main points. And so today we're actually going to read and focus on those last eight verses, verses 50 to 58. Sounds good. Um, and by the way, I just realized, I don't know if I didn't last week, I'm Brent Smith. I don't know if it's been a while since I introduced myself on here, hey, but just in case you're listening for the first time, that's me. <laughs> just the random voice introducing other people, but not introducing me. So anyway, um, all right, let's go ahead and get started here. We'll go um, clockwise. Jacob, we'll start with you and then go around that way. All right. Starting with verse 50. Um, and also we're reading out of the ESV version. I tell you this, brothers. Flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God, nor does the perishable inherit the imperishable. Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised imperishable, and shall be changed. For this perishable body must put on the imperishable, and this mortal body must put on immortality. When the perishable puts on the imperishable, and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. All right, and that's the end of the chapter. Um, one thing that we try to explain on here each week, if you're listening for the first time, just so you know what we're doing, um, we go through um, an acronym called SOAP with the way that we do these discussions here. So um, S-O-A-P, S is for scripture, which we just read. Mm -hmm. O is for observations from what we read. A is for application. How can you apply this in your life today? And then we end with prayer. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to observations, um, anything in there that you really wanted to talk about first, anything mm -hmm. that stands out to either one of you? Well, for me, what stands out at the beginning is, you know, he's obviously talking about um, the rapture or the end time when um, Jesus calls us all up to heaven. Um, so, you know, I probably a lot of people listening maybe haven't heard much about the rapture or don't quite understand it. So it's probably a good thing that we're going over it today. Don't worry. 
we are not going to be predicting the rapture. We don't have a date in mind. We aren't selling <laughs> you anything. Moon. Keep listening. What do you mean? It's totally predictable. <laughs> 2012 Mayan calendar. Um, I will say too, like when I started reading this today, um, when I became a believer, um, mm -hmm. you know, like a lot of people, I grew up in church. Um, and I knew kind of what had been taught to me when I was a kid, you know, but I, I got out of church uh, for a long time from the time I was like 10 or 11 until um, my wife and I started going back in like 2006. Um, and um, when I came back, I actually started reading um, a book series called Left Behind. Not to say that everything in that is, is how things are going to happen, but um, every time that I hear about the rapture, that's what I think about because that that book series is what it's mm -hmm. about, you know, the rapture and the people that were left behind and what they dealt with afterwards. So, um, I learned a lot about the rapture and about what that's supposed to be and about mm -hmm. how life is supposed to be and what the, um, the prophecies are basically for the end times, um, from that. So that just made me mm -hmm. think about that. So, yeah. Well, I think, um, the popular conception of the rapture is that there's going to be the split second where all of a sudden, Bodies are going to be gone. They're going to be piles of clothes and the mm -hmm. world is like immediately going to descend into chaos. And it might like, yeah. who knows, but like, and that's those books. Yeah. Right. Sure. Exactly. In, um, the left behind movies with, uh, Kirk Cameron, old school, or maybe new oh, yeah. school with, uh, Nicholas Cage <laughs> still haven't mustered up the courage to watch that movie. Yet. I haven't that one either. No. Um, but you know, there's, there's all of this and it so often just focuses on, almost the mystery of it because nothing has ever happened like that before. Mm -hmm. And it's this fascination with just like, Oh, people are disappearing and now the world is without so much of its population. But is that what the rapture is all about? And Paul is not even focusing on that. He, he doesn't really mention what the earth is like afterwards. Um, yeah. in this whole chapter before, um, the verses that we didn't read, he's mainly focusing on how Christ resurrected, how he didn't stay dead, how he defeated death. And then now we are joined with Christ because we're Christians. What does that mean for us? Hmm. That means that we don't stay dead either. That means that there hmm. isn't a final moment where we're just gone from existence permanently. That, yeah. that isn't our reality anymore, that we have life even after this time on earth. Hmm. That's cool. And I mean, especially as Christians, it's just such a, gives us such hope and peace and, you know, I love um, the verses in here where it talks about, oh, death, mm -hmm. where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Mm. Um, every time that I'm at a funeral, you know, my, my grandpa just passed and um, just knowing that he was a godly man, it's just so mm -hmm. reassuring to know, you know, that, that he is with Christ. Um, and also it's just, it's, it's great because we don't have to ever feel defeated because mm -hmm. not even death can defeat us yeah. if we have Christ. We're victorious even over death, mm -hmm. which is pretty amazing. Yeah. For sure. I and th I think, too, um, I think, you know, using your um, grandfather's funeral as, as kind of a part to tie into that, um, you know, I, I was there, and I will say that that was, like, one of the most, like, there was almost no sadness there, what I felt. Yeah. Obviously, there was sadness because your family, you guys, your, your hearts were missing him. Mm -hmm. But you guys knew how he lived his life and you knew that he was saved and that he, you know, he, he loved Jesus his whole life. From what I heard mm -hmm. his whole life, from what you guys knew him, he loved yeah, Jesus he and lived in a way that, um, really lifted Jesus up and showed him honor and shared that with the gospel with other people and made that such a priority in his life. Um, 
I've never been to a funeral that was that not uplifting, but like joyful, joyful. And like, it just filled my heart because I was like, Hmm. man, this isn't, you know, this isn't someone who has, has died and everyone's sad. This is someone who has definitely gone to a better place and lived their life. They, you know, they, they ran their race in an amazing way. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, there wasn't much sadness because you know where he is, Mm -hmm. you know? And and the fact that, that we all, you know, it, it it just, it ties Mm -hmm. into the, the, I guess the thing that I was going to say is just the fact that since I have been saved and known these things, um, there's just less fear in my life. There's less stress and less anxiety in knowing mm-hmm. these things and being a believer in Jesus and, and truly believing that that is what happens for us. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, it, it frees you up in such a way and changes your life and how you view things. Yeah, for sure. I mean, when it's talking about, oh, death, where's your sting? You think about things in nature that sting or have venom, whether that's a rattlesnake or scorpion, you take away their fangs, you take away their stinger, you take away their poison. Suddenly, like if, if there's just a snake, you might not like snakes, but if, if they don't have teeth that they don't have, um, that venom inside of them, you're like, I'm not scared of you. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you going to do? And so he's saying like, death doesn't have a sting anymore. Yeah. Like, where is it? Like you used to have power because it does. If, if you don't know Christ, there's fear about death. There's mm. uncertainty and it. It can not de- destroy your life. Obviously death does, but it can consume your life mm-hmm. to be like, to keep yourself from dying. People spend their whole lives trying to mask aging because it looks like they're closer to dying, mm-hmm. taking supplements, eating healthy. I don't know what that's about. Um, <laughs> people are like, don't eat bacon. It takes two weeks off your life. I'm like, that can't be true. Um, <laughs> I hope it's live in denial. Yeah, somebody told me that. I'm I was in like, trouble. Eh. Um, but and so, for us in Christ, though, there is no sting. We don't have to be worried about death because, if anything, we should look, and not in a, a morbid way, but we should look forward to our time ending on this earth because then that means that we're going to be present with Jesus. Yeah. In heaven, and like, what could be better than that for us? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I, it ties into, I guess, something that I, I saw a while back that just made my heart just happy to see in a way. But um, And it's going to sound weird when I say this, but um, the way that people have been persecuted in the Middle East by ISIS, they've been mm-hmm. going after all these Christians and just doing horrible things to them and persecuting them. And um, I've heard multiple stories come back from that, that there are these moments where the Christians that are you know like a lot of them came out a lot of the videos came out a while back where they were in like orange jumpsuits and they were Mm -hmm. you know persecuting killing people on the beach yeah uh, in you know in mass um i heard stories come back from those that the people that were executing them were scared after they did it because they saw that these christians were smiling in the moment of their death because yeah. I don't, you know, I like to imagine that it was because Jesus was there with them and they could mm-hmm. see him and they were like, okay, I'm going home. You know, this isn't something to fear. But, um, man, that just gave me a lot of courage in my life. Just thinking like, man, mm-hmm. you know, if you can face that moment with a smile on your face and peace, mm-hmm. knowing where mm-hmm. you're going like that to me, that's amazing, you know, and that's a gift that we have. Mm-hmm. I think, when you look at culture too, there are all different religions and people groups and just government regimes at times that have been willing to die for what they believe. Mm. But it's almost always been in a context 
where they are harming or killing somebody else at the same time. Mm-hmm. Whether that's kamikaze pilots, um, whether that's just suicide bombers from any religion. But there aren't any other religions that will gladly die for their beliefs in a peaceful way with nothing to gain in return mm-hmm. in this life. And that's special, that that is only because of the hope of Christ. Yeah. Um, and that's why I love this passage and, and the hope that it brings. Um, that the world offers us so many opportunities to be anxious and to stress about the future, about death. Um, and losing loved ones is the hardest. Um, because for ourselves, if we die, we get to go be in heaven. Um, but when loved ones die, we, we are still here without them. Mm-hmm. And so it's incredibly hard. And, and I don't want anybody to think that we're sitting here and being like, you shouldn't even worry about it. You shouldn't be sad because it's totally fine because it hurts mm-hmm. and it's hard um, to live without somebody that you're so used to living with, um, with sharing their love. But this hope that the Bible gives us, that our relationship with Christ gives us, cannot be found anywhere else. Very true. Um, one thing that I noticed that I want to point out in the scripture is it's at the very end of the chapter, um, verse, I believe it's 58, mm-hmm. where he talks about, you know, brothers, stay, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Um, this verse for me always is helpful because, you know, as being a Christian, I've been a Christian my whole life. I've served in the church my whole life. You know, I don't remember a time I wasn't in the church. And, um, you know, and now with being an e-kid director, there's times that, you know, you get tired. You're you're like, oh, is what I'm doing even making a difference? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if any of my e-kid volunteers are listening to this, but I'm sure there's times that you guys are like, oh, I'm scheduled for the Sunday. You know, I really don't feel like serving. Um, you know, I just, I think that's human. I think we all feel like that. But, um, you know, I just love this verse because it talks about how our labor is not in vain. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, every day, every work that we're doing in Christ, it's making a difference. Um, it's, it's making an impact for eternity. You know, I have to tell myself that when I'm home working with my kids or if I'm out at the store, um, every act that we do, whether it's just smiling to the cashier, you know, or just um, spending time with your kid doing a puzzle or playing a game or just any kind act that we do, serving, you know, in the nursery and holding a baby while the parents are getting to um, learn about Christ, uh, you're making a difference for the kingdom. And um, that isn't in vain. And God sees that. So, you know, I just, I think that's always good to remember because I think it's just so easy as a Christian to get tired at times. Mm-hmm. So that always kind of helps me keep moving. Another opportunity was talking about um, the trumpet sounding. Oftentimes mm-hmm. we think well, when the rapture happens, there's going to be this trumpet sound that's Isn't heard all there? around the world. And that's definitely, <laughs> Paul could be talking about that, but Paul is talking to, you know, this church in Corinth, which has been under the rule of the Roman Empire for a long time. Um, this isn't to Rome, like his letter Romans was, but they're still Roman citizens. They still live in this Roman world. And for the Roman army, they would be in camp, 
and they had somebody who would blow a trumpet. And the first time they blew the trumpet, that was like, all right, start packing up your stuff. Um, trumpet number two was like, all right, everybody get in line. And then the last trumpet, which is like Paul saying, when that last trumpet blows, you march out. And so there's like this buildup. And so Paul's saying to this these readers that would have understood what it was like for there to be a last trumpet and what that meant that now you are leaving. You are already prepared. Um, and so I like that, that Paul is kind of being like, you shouldn't be caught unaware by this. Like, you need to be prepared. And Jesus talks about that all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he says over and over again that the hour is coming, you know, um, the kingdom of, of heaven is near. Um, that we shouldn't be, you know, sitting on our hands, just, you know, um, playing thumb wars, whatever, and be like, oh, Jesus, you're back. Like, I had no <laughs> idea you were coming so soon. It's like your, your kid when uh, you've been out. You're like, whoa, <laughs> mom, mom you're, back. you're home early. <laughs> you're like, what did you do? <laughs> um, that, that we shouldn't be caught off guard by Jesus. No, we don't know the hour, but we should always be anticipating his return. We should be like, Jesus, could you come back tomorrow? I really want to see you tomorrow. This world needs you. What would it look like if you come back tomorrow? That's a really good way of thinking about it because, you know, to be honest, there are certain days that I would not want Jesus to come back. Mm. You know, like (laughs) I just think about (laughs) yesterday when I was yelling at my children, that would not have been a moment that I would have wanted Jesus to come back. Oh yeah. But you know, that is a great way that we should live each day. Like, you know, earnest like longing for the Lord to come back and I think it would just totally transform how we live and how we interact with people Mm -hmm. yeah that's true and it's um you know maybe a a way for us to if we can stay focused on that stay more consistent Mm -hmm. because I know that I struggle with consistency a lot you know I go through ebbs and flows where I'm like and it's almost as soon as I realize the fact that I'm in a flow where I'm like man I've been doing so well for however many days now you know I'm in the word I'm praying I'm doing all these Mm -hmm. things and as soon as I'm like hey it feels like I maybe got this then something happens and I just completely fall out for a little while and just have to get back into it so something like that is always good to hear Mm -hmm. to help keep you focused and help to to help me maybe Mm -hmm. keep me more more consistent than I am you know Mm -hmm. or than I would be had that Mm -hmm. were that not out there right well, and, and Jesus didn't mean it, too, as a, a fear-mongering tactic, like, I'm coming yeah. back any second, you better watch <laughs> out, like, Santa's always watching you, it's that time of year again. It, it's not like that at all, but it's it should be eager anticipation yeah. that we mm-hmm. shouldn't be like, wait, Jesus, you were supposed to come back, and now you're making everything perfect. It's not something that we look forward to, and we're like, oh, Jesus is coming back, and then I'm going to get punished, and all of this, that if we believe in him, we're secure in our relationship that the person who has loved us more than anybody ever is finally coming back. We should be excited about that. It's not a fearful time Mm. at all. And we definitely hear that in Paul's tone. It kind of reminds me and Jacob, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong in this, but (laughs) as you were just talking, it made me think about how like before Jesus the Messiah was born and how the Israelites waited 400 years in silence Mm -hmm. and they just waited and waited and waited But while they were waiting, they knew what to look for. Like Mm -hmm. when that star was up in the sky, you know, the wise men, they knew. They're Mm -hmm. like, oh, it's the Messiah. Mm -hmm. So I kind of feel like right now for us, it's like another waiting time. Like we're waiting for Jesus to come back. And as Christians, 
are we are we prepared mm-hmm. like are we reading the word do we know what to look for mm-hmm. like do we know the signs like as we start to see signs i mean they talk about you know the antichrist and things like that are we are we getting in the word are we as christians prepared mm-hmm. so when these things happen we know oh yeah. we're at the end or mm-hmm. you know do we even know about the rapture have we even read about it it's kind of something that we should as christians i mean they knew back in the day when Jesus was born, they, they knew, oh, this is what we've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, the, I don't know. Is that uh, a parallel? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And as you're talking, it, it made me think about, um, a really hard, I guess, like priority check or focus check. What is our life focused around? If, if we earnestly have that relationship with Christ, we should be looking to his return. We should be living mm-hmm. with that mindset every day to, I view my relationships with non-believers as if Jesus could return tomorrow and then I'm not going to be on the earth to share the gospel with them. Mm. Do I live my life with holiness and righteousness as if Jesus is returning tomorrow? Do I live my life with a sense of urgency and purpose for the gospel as if Jesus is returning tonight? You know, it's, it's easy for us as Christians to go to church, to go through the motions, to have a real relationship with Jesus, but that be something we do. Hmm. But throughout the work week, our job is the driving factor, making sure our kids, you know, get that, that D up to a C is that driving factor through the week is our driving factor each week for our life, the ultimate goal and realization that Jesus could come back and that eternity with him is looming soon. Are we passive about it and just being like, eh, it's going to happen. It's scary, and I don't live like that. Yeah. Just looking up this past week, today's the first day I've consciously been processing the rapture and the coming yeah. return of, mm. of Christ. Like, maybe even the past month, I maybe had a thought about it, but like, not yeah. really been like, wow, how is my life living like that? But Jesus, he tells his disciples all the time, you need to be living remembering that I'm coming back. You need to be living with the kingdom of heaven in mind. It's not this no if ands or buts, but like you've got to. Yeah. Wow, it, that is that is convicting. It's a crazy mind mm-hmm. shift and it's not easy. And Especially in our culture. Oh, with so it's, much day to day stuff that you you can't stay at home and your boss calls I'm like why didn't you come into work? Well, I just wanted to be prepared for the rapture. <laughs> like, no, you have to go in and do your job. You still have to take care of your kids. You still have to get your kids grade up to a C so that way Mm -hmm. they can go on to do whatever they want in their life. You know, there are so many things that are important here on the earth, but where's our ultimate mindset? Where's that goal that we're looking to at the end of each day? Yeah. Hmm. And should we address too, for people that don't know about the rapture, about, we made a little tongue in cheek jokes about it earlier, but about the timing of the rapture Mm -hmm. where, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but if I remember correctly, Jesus doesn't even know, right? It's right. just it, God that knows. Mm-hmm. Jesus, and that's why Jesus, because when you were saying that Jesus told his disciples all the time, live your life like this, because it could be any day, where you're thinking, well, if Jesus is God, why was he saying that to them if he knows when it is? Mm-hmm. You know, was he like, you know, just trying to keep their eyes, you know, covered so right. that they wouldn't know? Yeah. But no, it's because Jesus doesn't know either. Yeah. God is the only one that knows when the rapture is going to happen. And he said that there is no, like, no one will ever know until it happens. There's no way mm-hmm. to predict it. There's no way to figure it out, guess at it. It's just 
it's going to happen when mm-hmm. I'm ready for it to happen. <laughs> and until then, live your life in a way that you're prepared that it could happen any yeah. day. I mean, and Paul isn't like, all right, it's going to start happening. You have some time to pack your bags. <laughs> you know, you can get ready. You can plan an itinerary. <laughs> you can pack up your leftovers in a Tupperware, put them in that fridge, get them ready for later. <laughs> no, he's like, in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, like as you're blinking, you're imperishable body or no your perishable body will mm-hmm. now be perishable you're going to pass from a mortal life into an immortal life just like that yeah. like so fast like we probably won't even know what happened because obviously we have no frame of reference for it's never happened to us before but it's it's just there our minds can't wrap around no. that Mm-mm. it's just so hard to even be able to fathom that mm-hmm. i just think like you know when you go under anesthesia and it's like you blink and you wake up. It's like that, you know? It's yeah. just going to be like, we're here, and then blink. Mm-hmm. Now we're in our immortal bodies, and yeah. we're with Christ. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to think about. And how is that not something to celebrate and look forward yeah. to? Like, I just get so excited when I think about that, because I'm like, sure, you know, and if it happens in a blink right now, you know, I'm looking at you, I blink, and all of a sudden I open my eyes, and, mm-hmm. you know, totally different, you know? Yeah. And I think in those, maybe in those couple of moments, you'll be like, what, uh, what? And mm-hmm. then you, you realize, man, you're going to be so excited, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like you don't have to go through any of that other stuff. You know, you're right. there. Mm-hmm. I, I just I think that's so cool. Yeah. I just I love thinking about that and yeah. looking forward to that. You know, I've heard, you know, so many different jokes from from Christians about the rapture. Like, God, I'm excited for you to come back. But just, you know, for example, like, don't come back before the Bengals win a Super Bowl. Just <laughs> let that happen first. You know, all these right. different jokes like I want to see this happen. Just just wait a little bit longer. What would it look like to the outside world if we had the same anticipation and excitement for Jesus coming back as your kids, your five-year-old on Christmas morning, mm-hmm. realizing that, you know, whether you believe in Santa or not, the presents are there and Christmas is here. And they're jumping up and down. And they're excited and they're looking forward to Advent season. They're counting down the days. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we don't have a day camp. But what if each day we're like we're one day closer to the rapture? People would be like either you're crazy like what's going on people have you know said the rapture's gonna happen and it's not they're gonna be like why do you have so much hope in it and that's when you get to share the hope that death doesn't have a sting anymore that you have an even greater life ahead of this earth hmm. and then when the trials come when the trials come it's not going to be so devastating because mm-hmm. if you're viewing your life like that when the trials come you're going to be like well you know, I can get through this because mm-hmm. I have Christ and this is temporary. For sure. I'm going to be with him for eternity. Yeah, absolutely. Sounds mm. like a better way of living, if you ask me, than the way most of us Christians live, where we kind of live like we're being defeated when mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. not at all true. Yeah. Yeah. And two things popped up to me in this conversation as well. One is talking about death not having a sting. Um, and that's not necessarily granted for the people who are raptured, according to what I've heard, they literally will not Die. experience death, yeah. like physical death. Mm-hmm. But this is more talking about right about your spiritual, like your your mm-hmm. body, like your spirit will never die. You have immortality. You have life for eternity with Jesus, with mm-hmm. God, with the Holy Spirit in heaven forever because of mm-hmm. that. So we don't have to experience that kind of a death where we think, okay, we die and that's it. You know. Um, but the people who are raptured, like I'm always like, man, that'd be kind of a nice thing, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. to not have to actually die physically either. Mm-hmm. You just all of a sudden you're there, you know, I'd be OK with that. Yeah, that'd be OK. Um, yeah. But I do also feel because I've had conversations like this before as well. And I also feel like it's important to 
express that we're not like, you know, I don't know, wanting Jesus to come back right now either because of the fact that there are still people out there that don't know him. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've, I've heard that, you know, have these conversations before and it kind of turns to that as well. And it's important to point that out. Like, okay, yes, we do. We would love for the rapture to come, mm-hmm. but the rapture won't come until everybody that is going to know Jesus knows Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, I just people all the time say, Oh Jesus, you know, come back today because this world's just shot, you know? And I've heard people say before that that's kind of almost like a selfish way to think because you're not considering those souls that haven't been right. saved yet. Mm. Yeah. So I just, I don't know. I felt like it was important to kind of bring that up mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the rapture and the urgency of sharing the gospel should go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That as Christians, we shouldn't be like the rapture's coming. And so we get in our little holy huddle in our church building. <laughs> we're just sitting there. We're like, we're waiting, you know, it, there should be an urgency for the people groups around the world, for the people across the street that don't know Christ, the people across the hall, wherever it is, there should be an urgency knowing that Jesus could be- come back tomorrow and we will not have a chance to share with them the gospel. Mm. Um, you talked about the trumpets before as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I know like from the reading that I've done and study that I've done, I know that there are things during, during the, um, the end times that are supposed to happen with like, you know, breaking of seals in mm-hmm. heaven and things like that. So I, I actually always imagined that it'll be a trumpet that sounded in heaven that we probably won't hear here, mm-hmm. but it'll be a trumpet that sounded in heaven that people hear. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. thought about that earlier well, and I didn't get to say it when we were talking about it. When we get into revelation, that's going to be some, interesting podcast for <laughs> I think sure. So. I think Daniel's going to have to solo all of those. Um, <laughs> but no, it's it's a very not violent but militaristic way of describing a lot of things that mm-hmm. Jesus is coming back to defeat death and Satan. That is what he is doing in Revelations. Yeah. It's not this fluffy feel good like Jesus is coming back and he is taking what is his which is us, yeah. which is our souls that we are joined with him. And he is defeating what has been fighting against him since the fall. Yeah. And so and a trumpet, literal army will be built up against him at the ab- time. Yeah. Absolutely. And so those trumpets, trumpets have been used in warfare different um even just loud noises now, not yeah. necessarily even trumpets for like modern Was day. But shofar, I think. Back yeah. in the day. And so it's it is something that signals God and, and Jesus are royalty and they have an army and they are commanding something yeah. at the time. So many people, I think, picture Jesus as this like, you know, laying with the, the lamb and real gentle and you know, he's God. He's mm-hmm. very, very powerful. Yeah. I mean, he's, he can defeat Satan like, you know, mm-hmm. like yeah. it's nothing. He's coming back with a tattoo as well. So <laughs> <laughs> not to shatter anybody's theology. <laughs> Look it up. The <laughs> ultimate authority, though, you know. I know. But it's just hard for our minds to wrap around, I think, that the ultimate authority in the universe can also be the Jesus that we know. Mm-hmm. That is so loving and so accepting mm-hmm. and just like, you know, I just I just love you, you know. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to come back and be like commanding an army, like, get them. You know, mm-hmm. we're here to take back what's ours. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's awesome. Yeah. And I think, too, it's cool. I mean, go ahead and say what you were oh, going to say. I was going to say. How many of you have ever been in that situation where you have a friend, maybe even a family member, where somebody's bullying you, somebody's saying something for you, and they get fired up, Mm -hmm. and they do not let that person do anything to you? And you look at them, and you're like, 
wow, I love them a lot. Like, they are so <laughs> great. Like, Jesus is going to be the ultimate thing. Like, we're here. We've been dealing with sin and death and everything and Satan. And Jesus comes back and he's like, you're going to stop. We're just going to look and be like, wow, Jesus, you're pretty great. <laughs> right? glad, so cool. We'll be like, I'm glad I'm on his side. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. No yeah. doubt. Thank you. Thank you for having my back. Yeah. Um, the, no, the, the last thing I was going to say really was just, I think it's a really cool conversation to be having this right now mm-hmm. because we're in the season that celebrates his birth. Yeah. Yeah. And this conversation that we're having today is celebrating more of the end of the story. Mm-hmm. Obviously not that there's ever an end to the story, but more of an end of the story in the Bible that we know, you know, mm-hmm. about this, you know, yeah. what's coming. So it's almost like we're going from the Christmas season of, Alpha kind of to Omega, Omega. you know? So anyway, just a cool Mm -hmm. conversation to have at this time of year, I think. Absolutely. All right. Anybody have anything else? This was fun. This was Mm -hmm. a great conversation. And um, it's just, it's very encouraging and um, exciting to be a part of this Christian movement in this day. You know, as we Mm -hmm. head into the year of 2018, it just makes me excited for you know, where we're going as a Christian church to make a Mm -hmm. difference. And I'll be honest, this, this world isn't getting better. I don't know the day or the time, obviously, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, we've been told that from the beginning. If you, if you believe, you know that it's just going to get harder for us Mm -hmm. from here on out, you know? So, but that's a good thing. Well, he says in this world, you will have troubles, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Absolutely. Yeah. And once again, joy in our lives in the midst of whatever, Mm -hmm. because we have him and that promise in our lives. Absolutely. All right. Well, we'll wrap up with prayer. Either one of you guys feel good to pray today or both of you. One want to start and one finish. Sure. I'll go ahead and start. Okay. You good to finish? Sounds good. Okay. Dear Lord, we just love you so much. And we just thank you so much that you left your home in heaven to, to come and be born as a baby, Lord. And Um, I just thank you so much that you made that sacrifice for us, knowing that you were going to have to endure all that you had to go through um, so that we could be with you in eternity, Lord. And I just thank you for that promise. And um, I just pray that you help anybody who's listening to this today, Lord, to just realize how much you love them and how much you want to be a part of their life and Father, just help us to not just let it stay there, Lord, but we, we are living in a time where there is sin all around us and so much darkness, and um, we need to get out. Help us to not just stay comfortable. I know I'm guilty of that, Lord. Please forgive me. Help me to get out. Help me to share you with those around me that are hurting, that are far from you. Um, help us not to just get cozy and, and wait around for you, Lord. We We need to be going out and just sharing you with everybody around us. I just thank you for the hope that we have, that we don't need to worry and be afraid of anything, Lord. Um, You're going to come back for us, and death has no sting. Lord, we're going to spend eternity with you, and I just thank you for that truth and that promise. Um, And Lord, we just love you, and it's in your name I pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for all these listeners Um, I pray that you would bless them today. I pray that you would bring them into a closer relationship with you, that they would just feel your love, that they would feel your comfort and your peace. I pray that as we're celebrating um, just a season where we look to your coming here on the earth as as a baby and the hope that you bring, I pray that we would also be reminded 
of your future coming and the hope that that gives us as we look forward to your return. I pray for those who have, who have maybe never lived with a mindset of, of your future coming or maybe have never made a habit out of it, that you would help all of us live um, with eternity in mind, live with, with your future plan in mind and what impact that makes for now. I pray that you would give us a sense of urgency to share um, your truth, your um, gift of, of a relationship and salvation with people. I pray that we would live in that hope, that we would not be afraid of death. Um, we would not fear its sting anymore. God, you are so, so good to us. Um, just help us to, to understand more of your love every single day. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, thank you, Tiffany, for joining us today. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, anytime you want to come back, beyond, just let us know. Great. Um, like, Jacob, give us you. a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, we thank you once again, as always, for listening. Don't forget we're closing in on Christmas Day, so we want to wish everybody a Merry Christmas again. Um, and just go out there and live this season and just be joyful. Um, so until next week, I am Brent Smith, and this is Jacob Kingsley. Tiffany Wiss. And we will talk to you next week. Thank you, guys. Have a good week. Bye.